Hello, everyone. Brian Sussman here. It's the Brian Sussman Show back after a bit of a respite. And I promise you, henceforth, I am going to be a more regular podcast for you to enjoy. I'm going back to my old roots, and those roots would be weather and climate, things I did for a long time as a television meteorologist, working in San Francisco for most of those years, but also for a brief period of time for the network in New York known as CBS. But again, that's a long time ago. That was almost another life ago. When I left that particular occupation, I ended up going into talk radio. And I worked for, arguably at the time, the top conservative talk radio station in the country, KSFO in San Francisco. While I was at KSFO, I had this crazy idea. Hey, I should write a book. <laughs> well, how many people want to write a book? A lot. How many people actually write the book? Eh, you know, some. How many actually get the book published? Well, there you go. That's where uh, you separate the wheat from the chaff, so to speak. I wrote a book that I was entitling Global Whining. Global Whining. Uh, I worked really hard on this thing for the better part of a year. And then I discovered something. Whoa, you can't write a book and expect it to get published unless you have an agent. Then I learned something else. Finding an agent, a literary agent, is actually more difficult than finding a publisher. Well, uh, God worked it out, and that's really true. I got hooked up with a wonderful uh, Christian literary agent, and I was the only non-Christian author. Uh, I wasn't writing a Christian book. It was a, a book about climate and about weather and about politics. I was the only author they really had, but they liked me and we seemed to fit on so many levels and they took me on. I was so grateful for that. And then God miraculously, I think, opened up a door to have the book published and the publisher changed the name from Global Whining, very smart, to Climategate. A veteran meteorologist exposes the global warming scam. The book was released on April 22nd, Earth Day, which was 2010. It was released on a very popular television show. Uh, the guy's last name rhymes with Schmanity. <laughs> and uh, it, it was an overnight success. Uh, we woke up the next morning. My wife and I woke up the next morning in New York City after the book had been on TV the night before. And we were top 10 in all Amazon book sales. All book sales. And we were in the top 100 for many, many months. The book was incredibly successful. I was told by a member of Congress that that book was passed around amongst Republican legislators in the House and maybe even the Senate, but I only know of the House. And it was used as, as information to stop Nancy Pelosi's cap and trade legislation that she was planning at the time. So it was a very successful book. And again, I'm grateful to God for the opportunity. I, I took that opportunity to another book. It became titled Eco-Tyranny, How the Left's Green Agenda Will Dismantle America. That book also sold very, very well. I thought I was done with the climate books and the weather books and the political books. 
a lot of what I talked about in those books was indeed political. I was interested in the roots of the environmental movement at large. And I'm going to talk about that in, in these upcoming podcasts at length. So you'll want to bookmark this, tell your friends about this podcast, because I'm going to get into stuff that you've likely never heard before. If you've read my previous books, some of this will strike a note with you, but I'm going deeper because I've learned a lot more. And I'm planning on writing another book. Not planning, I am writing another book. And I'm very far along with this other book. I'm not going to give you the title just yet, as that has not been officially determined. But to my literary agents, very positive about this. And uh, we do have a prospective publisher, a very <laughs> a tremendous publisher, that's also incredibly interested. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that this is going to work. The one thing I'm missing now is that I don't have a radio show. I left KSFO Radio in 2019, kind of a long story, um, but it was an amicable, amicable parting. I left, um, I was experiencing some very weird health issues. And it just became apparent that this is probably a great time to retire. Radio is about to take a big hit. And uh, I, radio was having trouble financially. And uh, I just thought this, this, is the, this is the time to now leave radio. And just as my doctor described, it's, it's time to start getting a good night's sleep. Because for those 20 years I was on the radio, it was five or six hours sleep a night waking up to loads of coffee, having an incredibly action-packed day, and then doing it all over again. And you might be able to do that when you're a younger man, but as you get older, I'm telling you something, five, six, sometimes four hours of sleep a night just doesn't cut it. And, and it wasn't even a restful sleep because all the time you're thinking, Shh, that alarm's going to go off any moment because I start work at 3 a.m. And that's what I was doing, starting work at 3 a.m. So I uh, left the radio I don't have a platform, radio platform any longer, but I'm not sure that would really matter because, again, people aren't listening to terrestrial radio like they once were. They're listening to podcasts. That's why I need you to champion this podcast, and I promise you, I'm going to pay off. You're going to get, get regular updates from me on this particular topic. I'm going to be sharing with you a lot of the work that I'm doing right now in terms of this new book, which is going to be groundbreaking in many ways. You know, the first two books were groundbreaking because while there were a lot of uh, books out there, you know, debunking global warming, debunking climate change, I was the first person to pull back and say, we don't really need to do that. We need to explore the roots of this movement. And, and so I remain the only guy to look into the roots, which I think are fascinating because at the end of the day, when you look at what's happening right now with, for example, the United Nations, with, for example, the World Economic Forum, with the United States of America under the Joe Biden administration, there's so much talk about sustainable development. You know, if I were to ask 10 people right now, what is sustainable development? You're hearing it all the time. You know, the climate's out of control. We need to develop sustainably. I could ask 10 people, what is sustainable development? I'll get 10 different answers. I will tell you in the course of these podcasts what sustainable development is all about. I will tell you what the agenda is really all about in terms of fighting climate change. I'll tell you what will work if you're really concerned that the earth is warming, okay? 
Let's just go from there. If you're really concerned that the earth is warming, if you're really concerned that the climate is changing and it's because of anthropogenic global warming and the emittance of carbon in the atmosphere from fossil fuels, if you're really concerned about that, I ask you this question. Is what they are trying to do to stop this really working? I mean, these are the, these are the honest, serious, real-life questions that are going to be asked and I will address for you because nobody out there is doing it. So I think in this upcoming book, when it is finally released, and in these bunch of podcasts that I'm putting together right now, um, I think you could come to the table as, as a non-believer, a climate change non-believer, a denier, as, as they're often referred to by the left. You could come as an honest skeptic, or you could come as someone saying, yeah, there is climate change. We see it all the time. Ice caps are melting. When, wherever you may be, I think you're going to find these podcasts incredibly helpful so that you can make an opinion determining is the plan that's being implemented in the United States, in the European Union, from the UN, and now the WEF, is this really a plan that's going to change anything when it comes to global warming or climate change? That's the kind of stuff that we're going to address. So I'm, I'm really excited about the future. And I want to just begin right now with this first installment. So I've got your attention. I've held it for 10 minutes. If you're still here, thank you very much. That's awesome. But I just want to begin with this. Pollution has never been the most troubling foe of humankind. That title has been claimed by evil kings and queens and dictators and demagogues and reckless religious leaders and egomaniacs with a lust for power and profit. Let me go Bible on you for just a moment, because for those of you, if you're, you pay attention to my Instagram feed, you know that I'm all about my faith. Here's something from the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 12. It says, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the powers, against the forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Here's my point, friends. Listen to what I just said. This is the Apostle Paul, St. Paul writing. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, against rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavy places. Whatever your faith or lack thereof, you have to admit the language in that passage by St. Paul seems to describe much of what the people on our planet are currently confronted with and, and increasingly overwhelmed by staunch ideologies which spare no room for basic human freedoms. Human freedoms like those codified in the First Amendment of the United States. Freedoms like this. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people to peacefully assemble. You know, those Christian denominations currently in this day and age in which we live, those denominations who hold fast to a rigid code of biblical ethics and morality, what's happening nowadays? They're castigated as intolerant, sometimes worthy of second-class citizenship. 
freedoms of speech and the press are subjugated to routine censorship by gatekeepers within the mega conglomerates running social media and news and information and entertainment. Finely tuned algorithms, delete posts, vanish videos, poof, you're nobody. This is what happened to my original Twitter account. This is what happened to my Facebook account. This is what happened to my original Instagram account. That's why I no longer have a presence on Facebook. That's why I no longer have a presence on Twitter. It's like, okay, I'm done. That, what you guys did to me was just wrong. I maintain an Instagram post. It's Brian Sussman show. But again, all of that is purely spiritual. And that even has been throttled a few times. Two to be specific. But enough about me. Peaceable assembly. So we've talked about freedom of speech, freedom of the press. We've talked about ethics. We've talked about morals. We've talked about peaceable assembly now. And, and, and during the COVID outbreak, what happened there? It was inequitably restricted. Churches were shuttered. Some have never recovered. Fine for disobeying the regulations. Isn't it interesting? Churches, come on, pull back for just a moment. Churches were shuttered and fined for disobeying the regulations, while liquor stores and smoke shops, including marijuana shops, kept their doors open. Complete topics are now dismissed by these vanguards of speech and vanguards of behavior as the stuff from an imaginary place called Cooksville. You mentioned election integrity. You mentioned questions about, I'm not going to tell you where I stand on any of these issues, but some of you probably know. But let's just mention anybody mentioning election integrity, anybody vaccination efficacy, mention sexuality of various sorts, mention climate change. Suddenly it's game on. People hate you. I mean, this is one of the things that why I said I'll never write another book about climate, weather, none of that, because so many people I know, friends, family members, neighbors. They never read my books, but they made assumptions and they just cut me off cold. It was like, come on, man, at least read the book. At least read the book. You'll see that I'm a pretty civil person. Nope, cut me off. Kook, don't want anything to do with you. Whack job. So again, it causes one to reconsider the words of Paul in Ephesians are people being driven by unseen rulers and powers and spiritual forces of wickedness? I mean, sometimes it certainly feels that way. And that brings us to the divisive topic of climate. My premise is straightforward. Human activity can produce pollution. No question. It has the potential to negatively impact the environment. Absolutely. But also, just as absolutely, the climate has always changed radically. Even before human industrialization involving the utilization of fossil fuels for energy, wild climate swings have occurred. You see, friends, what we are being subjected to here is a masterful plan. We are being subjected to an attempt by the world's most elite influencers to bring forth on a global scale 
an all-encompassing philosophy that has been attempted many times before, and it has always, always ended terribly. Stay with me here, please. I'm going to repeat what I just said. We are being subjected to something that is being put forth by the richest, the most powerful people on the planet, the most influential people. Because they want to, they're embracing a philosophy that has been attempted many times. It's always ended horribly. But this time around, these rulers, these powers that be are playing a clever hand that has been thoughtfully weaponized. The philosophy that they're pushing is Marxism. The weapon is climate change. Now again, I'm not trying to pick a fight. I'm just providing a rational point of view. Do I sound like a crazy person? Please, God, I hope not. I'm providing a rational point of view based on facts with both historical and scientific stuff. Revealing aside to the climate change debate that it's just not popular with the gatekeepers. So that's where we stand and that's where we're going to continue. And I so appreciate you being with me as we take a look at this first, first blast in these podcasts I'm going to be putting forward on a regular basis. Okay. It's going to be like every day or two, we're going to be putting these podcasts out. I want you to stay up to date, maybe two or three, but anyway, you're going to be getting a couple of these a week for sure. Okay. I promise. So now I'm saying it, I'm putting it out there. You can hold me accountable. More on me at briansussman.com. My Instagram feed for those of you who want a daily dose of inspiration is at Brian Sussman Show. God bless you. Thank you. I can't wait for our next episode.